Does your family support you? And do they support your options of seeking discomfort? We have a special guest joining the show today who will be speaking about how important family is. We'll also be talking about a few other things. And of course, at the end of the show, we'll be setting you guys a challenge. Roll the intro. You're listening to The Discomfort Podcast. Welcome to The Discomfort Podcast with your hosts, Jay and Connor. And this week, we have an amazing special guest, Olivia, from the YesFam group, who will be joining us shortly. But before that, Connor, do you remember what I challenged you to do last week? Uh, let's play the clip. Okay, no, this is, this is a good challenge for me. Okay, since we're all about challenges and seeking discomfort, next week, I need to come back. We're going to do this. Remind me at the start of the show. I need to come back and I need to recite a clean song. I'll make it, I'll make it even me. better. You pick the song. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have fun with that. <laughs> you pick the song. If you, oh, if you okay. have one in oh. mind now, do it, do it say on it? air. Should I say it now? You could do it on air, like... or you can save it and we can keep it a surprise. Mm. Okay, actually, I'm going to say it right now. Um, you have to pick any song from the musical Hamilton. Deal. Yeah, well, now's your time. Seek that discomfort. I want to hear you uh, sing out the Hamilton song right now. Uh, I have to do the Hamilton song. Uh, oh yeah, seek discomfort, Connor. Seek discomfort. This is what this podcast <laughs> is all about. And a funny thing happened earlier is we pre-record this episode and I've done this rap once already. And now I have to do it again because showbiz. Yeah, so... <laughs> showbiz and seek oh, yeah, discomfort. So, boom, boom, Take boom, a breather because this is do, so do. long. It's the... He's even doing the music. We're gonna get Boom. copyright strikes. We're gonna get copyright like instantly. I'm not even playing the music. I am. This rap. <laughs> I know. You can't get copyright strike for me just like singing it. I don't think I'm on key enough for that. <laughs> Boom. Now does a bastard orphan son of a whore and a Scotsman drop in the middle of a forgotten spot in the Caribbean by providence, impoverished in squalor, got to be a hero or a scholar, the ten dollar founding father without a father, got a lot farther by working a lot harder, by being a lot smarter, by being self-styled, by 14 they placed him in a charge of a trading charter, and every day while slaves were being slaughtered and coloured in waves, they struggled and kept his Guard up inside there was a long something to be a part of the brother was ready to beg a still borrow a butter then a hurricane came and devastation rained on our man saw a future drip dripping down a drain put a pencil to his temple connected to his brain and wrote his first refrain and testament of his pain what a word around they say this kid is insane man took up a collection just to send him to the mainland get your education don't forget whence where you came and the world's gonna know your name what's your name man Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Alexander Hamilton, you're the man. <laughs> that is oh, losing breath. And I've probably butchered that song. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, I mean, I will say that on Broadway, they probably don't sing it with an Australian accent. Oh, no. Because they... <laughs> no, I, I, don't, I wouldn't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> of course not. No. That is. Oh, my God. Okay, I need to get. They my... probably use a Chinese accent instead. That's what they do. I need to get in case people, in case they're not clear. I need to get my breath back. That was uh, that was intense. That was awesome though. Like I love doing stuff like that. Like this is what this podcast is about. Just doing silly stuff like this and seeking discomfort. Just throw yourself into it. Oh man, 
So I, I can tell you're probably not a normal performer, are you? You're not like, you know. Oh, no, no. Well, I've been playing piano for nine years, so the only time I ever use my voice is when doing radio and podcasting. I don't sing. If you've noticed, I don't sing. <laughs> I mean, I've noticed. I've noticed. <laughs> I don't sing one tiny bit. You know what else I threw myself into as well this week, which is amazing. I want to throw this into the podcast. But I've done four years studying creative digital media in London, doing um, sound design and like animation and anything creative. And this week, I got a very special letter through the post. And it was like, Dear Connor, congratulations, you finished uni. Oh, oh man. What congratulations. Seriously. Also, it's funny that you call it uni hyped. because I've never heard anybody call it uni before. Uni? <laughs> uni. Been through the, I, I swear we've been through this before. Every Australian shortens words. Like if yeah. we say afternoon, I'll say Arvo. <laughs> <laughs> saying afternoon's too long. So saying university, that's why that, I, I could go and make some toast in that time. I'll say uni, it's quicker. We should just make every word a syllable, one syllable word, right? Yeah, pretty much. Like we do it with names as well, but that's pretty much what I've been doing this week, which is I, I'm so excited about that. And literally with my degree now, I can take my full-time radio career and sound career to the next level. That's so, amazing. Yeah. Congratulations. That's pretty high. Mazel tov. Thank you. Thank you so much. Have you done anything cool this week? Well, I mean, today was my last day of class for the semester, so I still have finals next week, but I'm almost done. Uh, it's, it's a good Ooh. week. It's a good week. <laughs> So everyone, you know the terms finishing all around the world. If wherever you're from, it seems schooling and university and colleges or wherever you go to, they seem to finish around the same time. So any of you listening, if you're going through exams right now or if you've completed, if you've graduated, congratulations. Plow through it. Keep going, guys. You're doing amazing. And good luck at finals if you still have those because those are fun. Finals. See, we don't get finals here. Like, I'm currently in the UK. And we don't get finals. Like, unless you're doing a special course that involves exams, the course I done was completely practical. So instead of sitting in an exam hall or sitting doing like an hour and a half exam, writing on a test sheet, we would uh, have about a month to create something amazing. And I remember for mine, it was a sound design piece. And what I'd done is I made this sound design piece for a video game. So I completely made an orchestral score for this video game and it was awesome and it got me to my graduation so oh that's awesome yeah for sure i mean i'd rather do that than have to take a test oh it's insane so without further ado because we've been going for 10 minutes and i feel really bad for our guest sitting in this lobby right now she's probably buzzing and waiting to tell the story she is our very first guest of this discomfort podcast so Please give her a warm welcome. I know this is pre-recorded, but in your own homes, give her a round of applause. We're going to throw in Olivia. Olivia, are you there? Yeah. Hi, guys. Hi, How's it going? How's it going? I'm good. How are you? Awesome. So welcome to the Discomfort Podcast. How do you feel about being the very first guest on our show? Oh, I feel good. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to set the bar high, hopefully, and uh, keep going from here. That's right. You got to completely set the level. And you're coming in for Canada, right? <laughs> exactly. I'm repping Canada. I'm repping Toronto. Like here we go. Amazing. And I, I want to start by saying orange. 
Oh, good. Oh, of course, because... <laughs> but you're saying you're wrong, just so we... You know, just so it's clear. <laughs> it's orange. <laughs> it's not orange, it's orange. Orange, yeah. Yeah, orange. No, no. Yeah, no they... That's perfect. We're, we're going to be asking everybody in the show, if you're a new listener, just so know, it's a thing. It's kind of a... Rec- it's kind of a requirement now. It's like, you know when you apply to a job? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like, okay, send us your CV, but also send us a recording of you saying orange. <laughs> I love funny. it. Yeah. So let's begin. Let's jump straight into it. So for those guys who are listening who don't know who you are, do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. I'm just a suburb girl from Toronto. Um, yeah. So when you guys... Uh, sort of like explained what you were doing with the podcast I I jumped on it I was like I need to be part of this because it's such a cool idea like Connor basically sort of orchestrated the whole thing and with Jay um you guys are a really good team I think for anyone who listened to the first podcast like you guys worked very well together and that was you guys hadn't talked before had you no, no not at all that was the first time we'd ever met the yeah. only time was over <laughs> text so we was reading each other's messages, but we'd never spoken in voice. So. Absolutely. Yeah, when I when I listened, it was so hard to like see that because you guys already seemed like friends. I don't know. Well, this is the twenty first century, right? You know, twenty first century friendship strike in the twenty first century. That's true. You gotta remember. You gotta remember what our assets like. Strangers are just friends you haven't met. So yeah, pretty much get past that awkward silent bit and skip the small talk and just throw yourself into it yeah so when I when I told my my mom and dad that I was doing this podcast like after um we had talked about it for a bit um they were like are you sure like it, it could be dangerous like you don't even know these people and I was like, really it's it's just a podcast like what is happening here um I'm to- totally gonna kidnap you for the mic <laughs> it's insane yeah. so speaking speaking about parents how supportive as a common theme is i've seen a lot of messages on the yes fam chat of people saying oh they're traveling alone and their parents are a bit worried about it are your parents supportive of like your decision to like in terms seek discomfort like are they are they happy with your lifestyle the way you love to um, i assume you travel a lot and you yeah. you really push yourself to seek discomfort so yeah so i try my best um it's hard with like trying to get a job and stuff and like going through school um like I'm in university now um but I did just get back from a trip to the Netherlands and England with yeah my tell sister. us about that you went with your sister right yeah my older sister um because I wasn't allowed to travel on my own <laughs> um, too young and like I'm a girl and stuff so it's it's very dangerous apparently um and um yeah so I wanted to go alone like a couple years ago but my parents just weren't having it even though it was my money they were like we're just not gonna allow it um I think that goes back to like my mom being um of Indian like background but um yeah so my sister and I just got back that was amazing um it was something I felt like I had to do because my family, my grandpa was um, actually born in the Netherlands. So 
I sort of, oh, no. yeah, I met his family there, like his siblings who are getting older. Um, so I needed to see them before, you know. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. So I'm assuming, say, going back to you say you're from Indian heritage. So I'm assuming, is it cultural? That, that is the culture what makes it strict? I think it's so weird because every time I talk to my grandma, um, who's the Indian grandma, of course, um, she would never, ever say, like, oh, I love you or, or stuff like that. Like, there's no emotion in that sort of, like, realm um, that I've experienced from that side. So every, every time I speak to her now on the phone, I'll be like, oh, I love you on the phone. Like, bye. Um, and she'll, she'll actually say it back. So I'm kind of surprised about that. I, But I don't That's think... That's great. Yeah, I don't think my mom heard it from her mom that often so i it might have been right i actually saw a buzzfeed video a while back uh i don't know if you've seen this it was like um asian uh people say i love you to their parents and you know one of those reaction type videos either they had the video because it was a thing it's kind of a cultural difference that in you know some parts of the world some things just go unsaid it's not that your parents don't love you uh-huh. it's just not something that you always are talking about at least according to the video you can correct me if i'm wrong no that's my experience for sure like my grandma on my dad's side he's like white european um like canadian and uh he like my grandma will always say like oh love you guys like she'll hug us she'll be very like hands-on with us but uh, with my Indian side, it's just, it is not the case at all. So it's completely strict. Can I set a scenario for you right now? Because we have a lot of listeners from around the world, as mm-hmm. you know. So we have we have some people from Western countries. We have some from Asia. We have some in Australia, Britain, USA. And everywhere around the world, the culture is completely different. So if I set this scenario for you now, if you went up to a grandparent or a parent and you said, hey, mum, hey, nan, I'm going to go skydiving tomorrow, how would they react? Yeah. If you said if you said you was about to do something crazy like skydiving or canoeing or... How would they oh, react? Oh, canoeing's like a basic Canadian like life thing you have to do, but... <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah. It's natural law, yeah. Canadian law. To yeah, it's our blood. <laughs> There's so many rivers up in Canada, so many bodies of oh, water. Oh, yeah, like everybody in Toronto, like half the people have a cottage up north, so we'll just drive a couple hours and then you're on the lake. It's great. But um, anyway, going back to um, like skydiving, I did uh, buy my brother um, tickets like in – I sorry, I teamed up with uh, my aunts and uncles to get him – a skydiving ticket um so he's going sometime in the future because that's always been his dream and i want him to seek discomfort so i told my mom about that that plan and uh she was she was very mad at me she uh she didn't talk to me for a while actually because yeah she didn't want her her little son to be he's 18 now (laughs) um yeah, it was his 18th yeah, birthday, exactly. right? So she didn't want him to like put himself into potential harm, but I didn't see a problem. <laughs> I get it. I mean, I get it, but it, it's something to do. Like it's adventurous. I don't know. What What do you guys think? 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's adventurous. I've never been, but I'd like to at some point. You should go, really. Mm -hmm. I want to. That'd be insane. But, like, in terms of, like, as you said, your mum wasn't very supportive of the, of the option of your brother going yeah. skydiving. Whereas you said your aunt and uncle helped you pay for the ticket. Well, that's the experience. thing. That was kind of causing a little of friction because they went... While I was texting them to coordinate, like, getting the money and everything, um, they were like, oh, what do your parents think about this? And I... I kind of had to sort of change the subject because they obviously didn't want to go behind my parents' backs if, if like, my brother wasn't allowed. But, like, I, I figured it out. And right before I gave my brother the present, I told my dad about um, all the money that I would got from everyone. And he said, oh, I'll help out with that, too, if everyone's doing it. So my dad was cool with it, but... My mom? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, you were saying your dad's into adventure, right? It's a little bit different. Yeah, he wants... Yeah, he... I think that's just, like, growing up in Canada, maybe? I don't know. I don't know where that comes from, but he's... In his youth, like, when he was our age, um, he, when, he used to live in Norway, and he lived, like in all these different countries, on his own, like, working by himself. So I really look up to him in terms of, like, doing adventurous things, and he still likes, he's still interested in doing um, that sort of thing. So he's very cool to me anyway. Yeah, that's really cool for sure. <laughs> so speaking, yeah, I mean, speaking about um, Scandinavia and that area in Norway, you, I believe you, when I met family for the first time yeah. in Holland, is oh, that right? Oh, man. Uh, every time I talk about it, I start to cry, and I'm not a crier. But, um, um, yeah, it just, it just made me so emotional because um, for my great aunt, who I was going to see for the first time without having talked to her ever, um, knowing that that was the first time I was meeting her and it, quite possibly could be the last time meeting her as well simultaneously like that was it was weird for me it was kind of hard to wrap my head around but um I mean I I thought the experience was totally worth it like why not take the chance um to meet family and see where you and how was from. it yeah so it was amazing we went to the Netherlands for 10 days um and we met uh, my great aunts, my great uncles, and we actually didn't plan to meet my dad's cousin, but he heard we were coming and he, he, like need apparently needed to see us, so he invited us over and for that was like just for dinner, and then he said, "Oh, let me see your plans for the rest of your trip here," and so I showed him our plans, and he said, "Oh, listen, like." your last couple days here, you're not doing that much, essentially. And I was like, oh, thanks. But um, but he said, listen, come back to our place. We'll pick you up and, like, you can stay at our place. You can stay with us. We'll show you around a bit. So they kind of, like, took us under um, their wings. And, like, they ha he had sons, too. So we kind of got on. We were playing Fortnite and FIFA together and stuff. So that was really, really cool. Sounds amazing. Did your brother yeah. did your brother go as well? He did not. Oh he, um, no. 
I, I, yeah, I would no. believe he would have felt so at home because I believe in our pre-interview you told us he works in a national park. So going to Holland would have been amazing for him. Yeah, that's where he is now. That's kind of part of the reason why he didn't come with us. So he went down early because he's like the only veteran at the provincial park now. So um, yeah, so he's like a kind of like a park ranger. He He sort of educates everyone on... Uh, like his title is naturalist interpreter, so he has to learn naturalist about naturalist all... interpreter. What is that? Yeah, what's his job yeah. role? Yeah, so I mean, he... honestly, it sounds like a dream job. Uh, I think it so. Kind of, it kind of sounds like you just walk around, you look after a few animals, you take pictures of flowers, and take in the uh, outdoors. That that is literally a dream job. Honestly, like the other day, he went on a field trip, and they they took him on like a boat, and he was just driving around like on a speedboat and they took him to some remote island where he I, he was sending me pictures all day and I was like why are you sending me these I want to be there why you're making me jealous like you know what? and he gets paid for that yeah <laughs> he gets he does. paid for going on these trips that's insane yeah yeah it's yeah, <laughs> so, crazy yeah he he basically um when the people start coming for camping and hiking and stuff to the park uh what he'll do is he will read up about sort of the flora and fauna um, and just give them guided tours or like if they go on a guided walk, he'll um, do, he'll just tell them about like, oh, this is the red-winged blackbird, blah, blah, blah. And just, I, I'm really jealous of him. <laughs> that is insane. Yeah, absolutely. On the topic of careers, is that something you'd want to get into or do you have different plans? Well, when I was a kid, I used to, dream of becoming a vet slash rock star so a vet slash rock that's star. quite the combination yeah. quite the com- <laughs> that um, is at the same time or one after the other so i mean really if you think that rock stars <laughs> are animals they kind of get to, it kind of combines right like, do you remember the muppets and there was animal who was the person who played was he was the muppet who played the drum sets oh my god uh, so yeah. Yeah. So you know, you you take care of medically animals while taking care of rock stars. Well, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um. Yeah. The rock star portion isn't panning out for me. <laughs> obviously. Um. The vet just didn't work out because, like, I'm I am not strong in math at all, and I had to take like super high up math courses to go to university for biology stuff so that didn't work out unfortunately um but i've like our dad raised us on hiking and fishing and uh camping so i've always wanted to do something with nature it as it turns out i'm working with children so the degree i'm getting is going to be an early childhood degree so most recently i yeah Oh uh, yeah, it's not my dream like from when I was a child, but right now it's it's fine. Um, I could assume it's very rewarding though. Like yeah, the last going home at the end of the day saying you helped this one child because I believe uh, you told us that they have special requirements and yes, learning disabilities. Yeah, so, so the last practicum I was at was in, in a fully special needs school in my neighborhood. So. Um, I got to work in a small classroom with about six children, um, but it, it takes a lot out of you. Uh, you do get a lot of reward. I bet it sounds like yeah. 
Yeah, I I liked it a lot because kids. Like, who doesn't like kids? Ugh. I know a few people who don't like kids, but <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say we all know that yeah. one person. There's always that one person. If you're that one person yeah. listening now, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I don't know what to tell you if you're that one person, but. <laughs> But I mean, Olivia, you're that one person who doesn't like birds. Oh though, my right? gosh, <laughs> I do not like birds. So, like, I can judge you for that. Okay. <laughs> At the Toronto Zoo, they have um, just a peacock that they have running loose, um, and and it's terrifying. Like, it just walks around near you, and it, it, it's not scared of you. It's so scary to me. Um, but yeah, any birds flying by. But your, but your brother's all about oh, it. Oh, he right? he seems to love it. I don't. What's wrong with him? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there were a couple <laughs> traumatic experiences that made me have a fear of birds. Uh, one of which was Trafalgar Square. I don't know, Connor, if you go there at all, but the pigeons. I've been many yeah. times, and I know exactly. You don't even need to tell. Literally, she doesn't have to tell the story, <laughs> and I know instantly what she's. Yeah, and then. No, oh, I don't gosh, there's just the pigeons. Is it like a Mary Poppins, though, where they're like, feed the birds, right? <laughs> Tell the story anyway, because there might be some listeners who have never stepped foot in London. Yeah. So describe the so, scene. You can have the rules. Oh, thank it. you. Um, uh, basically, the pigeons in Trafalgar Square are like unlike any other pigeons you've seen before. They're, they're crazy. They swoop at you they like they're out to get you i i'm telling you and part of that i i i saw the movie alfred hitchcock's the birds before when i a couple years before when i was a kid and that sort of was like okay birds are a threat obviously um and then you go to trafalgar square and there's pigeons swooping at you left and right and it's just it's just so scary i don't know i don't know <laughs> yeah, you know that that reminds me of so much. In Melbourne, in Australia, the magpies do the exact same. Like for no reason, they will swoop down and try Ugh. and peck at you. They are magpies. Maybe I'll are have evil. to put my plans to go there on hold then. <laughs> <laughs> no, but here, here's the real question, Olivia. How do you plan to seek discomfort and overcome? That's that a fear? good question. I would like some suggestions for that, but. Oh, I mean, I don't know. That's terrifying. <laughs> so getting over fear of That's birds, so scary. It's pretty terrifying. If if you guys are listening right now and you have ideas, feel free to post them in the comments on the YesFam chat. We're going to try and answer it here, but that's actually a really interesting question. And that's a general question. Like, how would you guys seek discomfort? How would you guys get mm-hmm. over a fear? So it's really interesting. I mean, I guess my follow-up question is, like, are you scared of any other animals? Are there animals that you can lean into as a stepping stone? Be like, okay, well, now I'm getting more comfortable with ferrets, which is one step away (laughs) from a bird. Not really. Uh, I don't know. How do you feel about other Um, animals? It's not an animal, but I also have a fear of arachnids. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, arachnids are definitely okay, animals. Mate, are mate. you trying to criticize spiders <laughs> right now? Your Australia trip. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like Australia. Oh my god, I I like I've seen videos of those massive house spiders, and I I don't know how people live there. I just <laughs> they're bigger on camera. Okay. 
you go online and you see pictures they're bigger on camera but uh, on the topic of like being scared of animals I'll, I'll tell you now i used to have a massive fear of rats and the only way i got over that fear is i went into a controlled area where it, there was rats on the floor and they're crawling about free and you kind of walk into like a this was in like some pet shop and i i, I remember having this massive fear of them like i hated them previously because when i got to london rats were everywhere like in the alleyways or in the streets and i remember having one jump out on me and it just it it's a bit shocking and so from there i was like okay i can't live here and be scared of these things because they're everywhere so i pretty much put myself in a controlled zone where i'm like picking them up i'm touching them they're crawling around by my feet like the first few minutes it's spooky it's it's like the scariest thing your heart's going you're sweating a little bit then, like, once you're touching them, you find out it's not that bad. And uh, they're not going to harm you or anything. They're pretty pretty cute in the end. But, like, I remember that that was the way I got and over my fear. Work? So going back to, like, it worked for yeah, me because now I can just great. roam around. And if I see one, I'm, I just wave at it. I'm like, oh, hi. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> How's it going? How's your day? <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> that works. That works. And bats aren't even native to Australia, too. So maybe it was some innate Australian thing being it's, scared of they're, them. They're pretty creepy. They're pretty big. But um, going back to the fear of birds, maybe it's kind of a thing. Because I know zoos, they do... Um, I, I know in Australia Zoo as well, um, they have a thing where you can do like walk-in enclosures where you're inside the cages oh. with the animals. And I know Australia Zoo has one for monkeys. It has one for butterflies. Um, there's loads. Oh, I've I've been to one of those aviaries where you walk around. Yeah. The birds are flying all around you, and they're not just regular birds. They're these colorful, bright, um, beautiful birds. Maybe that's so, a you way know, to you know, get over. Overcome I mean, if, with yeah, like if I had birds. the opportunity to get over it, I would love to no longer live in fear that a seagull is going to come down and like heck me but yeah like if i have the opportunity i would definitely take it i'm not yeah no here's what, here's what i'm gonna say i'm gonna say start with the baby animals because you're mm -hmm. right adult birds you know they can be aggressive but uh baby ones are not so i actually used to uh intern at a wildlife center where we took care of all these different baby orphan wildlife until they grew up and we were able to release them to the wild so we had all sorts of animals like raccoons and foxes and coyotes but um my favorite actually was the birds and we had you know baby blue jays and baby turkeys and baby seagulls and they look nothing like their adult counterparts and they're just the most innocent things they can't fly they can hardly move but they can rest on your finger and I think maybe if you start with something like that and you see um, these very fluffy, hardly even feathered creatures with giant I think I will. Eyes, I love babies. You know, so. in love. Yeah, Can I just take a moment to amazing. say your name is Jay, like a blue Jay, and you were a mama bird. I think that's so cute. <laughs> thank you thank you yeah it was definitely my spirit animal while i was there i took plenty of pictures of, of the blue jays. can we make that because th this is only fair you sent me a challenge last week to sing the hamilton song uh-oh can uh -oh. i set your challenge to intro next week's show as <laughs> hi i'm jay the mama bird
I'm sorry, Jay. Oh, okay, fine. It's the whole point no, of the okay. podcast. No. Seek discomfort. <laughs> you have it's to give a kaka I'll do it. I'm Mama Jay. Oh, this is getting worse now. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> No, okay. I'll make my I'll make You're my lucky. best bird call. But just like watch, I'm gonna make that bird call, and then like a bird starts like darting at my window. <laughs> You're like, are you calling for me? Are you calling? Is there food? You're lucky we only audio record this. If we had cameras rolling, would make you do flap around the room and. <laughs> Maybe I'll still do that. And you'll never know. Oh God. Okay. I don't know how that's gonna interpret in audio, but uh. <laughs> okay. On, to, on that topic of seat discomfort, I had a small thought when you were saying about um, getting over fears and the fear of birds. Um, like the way the Yes Through channel is interpreted is like sometimes throw an awesome party for for like friends you don't have and maybe go into town without your wallet and make new friends to get food and whatnot. But seat discomfort is a bigger thing. It's not only do... It's not only like do crazy stuff like bucket list stuff. It, it it is literally things like getting over fears or taking that next step that you would never take. So remember that for you guys who are listening, remember that seat discomfort is not only going skydiving and doing something cool. It's very much a bigger thing, which is Olivia has brought that to point, and I, I wanted to throw it in there. But it's a very good point. Yeah. Absolutely. Very yeah, well said. Very well said. <laughs> that was improv, by the way. That was amazing. Round of well applause. Done. Where's my Where's my Oscar? <laughs> so, someone sent me an Oscar. That was amazing. <laughs> I don't think Oscars are for like radio pieces per se. I think uh, then we really have. To someone just send me. I'll take anything. It's fine as long as it's gold. I'll be. Fine. <laughs> okay, I'll give you a Tony Award for your Hamilton performance. Awesome. Great. Okay, so. Because time's limited, I'm going to move on now. I'm going to play a little clip for you guys in this podcast. And this is from a band called A Tribe, uh, a tribe Called Red. And this was of request from Olivia to play about 20, 20 seconds of this clip. So I'm going to play it here. So Olivia, do you want to tell us why you want to play that clip for for the fans of Yes Fury? Yeah, so A Tribe Called Red is, uh, I mean, it has a pretty special place in my heart because um, I, I really believe in supporting indigenous art. So I don't know, uh, some European countries probably don't have any indigenous peoples. Um, but in North America and in Australia, we have... Um, indigenous people and and lots of bad things happen to them um but they're still alive today and their culture is still very very um important in in canada um i know that indigenous culture is not necessarily recognized in the way that i would like it to be or um respected in the way that i see it needs to be um respected in terms of what the government's doing but um i really believe in supporting indigenous groups and local artists and just a tribe called red basically melds old world like sort of the old music um traditional indigenous music with new sort of r&b and um 
sort of the tech house music, I guess? Dubstep? So what, yeah, yeah so what they sense. call it is powwow step, um, is what that genre is called. So I just think it's really cool and not many people have heard it before, so yeah. Yeah, very interesting. And also such an important issue that you were talking to, the disenfranchising of uh, minority groups in, you know, in America and Canada has been has a long history. Yeah, so not, yeah, not many people uh, know people about it. I think it's just issues. ignorance. Um, so I try and like spread the word and try and get people to sort of think about um, just respecting where we come from as a country and yeah, just that general idea. <laughs> so, are these indigenous people? Are they based around Quebec, and or are they are they in the wilderness of Canada? Because I have a really good understanding of the Aboriginals in Australia, but I don't have a clue about Canadian Aboriginals. Yeah, so, so. Uh, I think it's pretty similar to um, in Australia, but um, just in terms of we have different um, indigenous groups. So there are. Inuit who live up north in Northwest Territories, Nunavut, like stuff like that, places like that, like sort of Arctic. And then we have um, different groups like the Iroquois, for example, who live sort of in Ontario and Quebec area. Um, and basically, there's just different groups all over, um, but we are, they are grouped into one massive group called the Indigenous People, but they are very different subgroups um, and what the government has done is give them land reserves so in very complex um, sort of treaties that I don't really have time to talk about today because lots of bad things happen with those but um, basically they have land reserves um, where some of them live and um, yeah so what was that? I, I totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> That's cool. I'll, 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 I'll get you back on the track because in our pre-interview, <laughs> we spoke about a special kind of school mm. the Canadians set up for the Indigenous people, for the Indigenous children. Um, and it really hit hard for me because it, I didn't know about this and then I went and done a bit of research afterwards and I found out... It, it was in terms kind of like a concentration camp for children and it was, it's very strange and for, for this to happen within your culture and I'm sure listeners can relate to this maybe in their culture things in the past have happened that maybe affect their culture and maybe put a bad name on the culture but is, is oh, this something yeah. that is that, that affects yeah it's integral to or? Canada as a country I think because Last year, I think it was, we celebrated our um, our 150 years of Canada celebration, and I was not very pleased about that because the whole country was celebrating 150 years of Canada, but the legacy of Canada starting from the year of Confederation, where they say that's when Canada was formed, um, it's based on like a cultural genocide or a generous side in general of indigenous people. So uh, residential schools, um, what they would do is they would basically abduct the children in indigenous families and bring them into um, like a religious Christian church school, basically. It's like a boarding school. And 
these children were taught to not practice their traditions. Um, they learned English and just colonial ways of thinking. Um, and it ended up being places where they were abused sexually, uh, abuse in every single form, <laughs> pretty much. And, and that legacy still carries on through intergenerational trauma. So the Indigenous people today still feel that. And the last residential school was only closed, I think, in the 80s. So That's so recent. Yeah, it was going on for a long time. So the reason we've... I, I know we're not a political podcast, but yeah. the reason I brought this up is because for listeners from around the world, they really can relate. And the whole point is sharing your story and things that are close to you. And mainly... It, it's it, in in a way it is seeking discomfort sharing yeah, something and, that you and the government usually share. I feel like sorry <laughs> yeah the government would um like I think it's discomfort in terms of as as a country because talking about it is something that a lot of people are uncomfortable with because they feel like it's not relevant to them I believe it is relevant to everyone today yeah I hundred percent agree with you like some people just don't stay informed mm-hmm. because they don't they are uncomfortable reading the news when they're uncomfortable seeing oh this actually was our country's history in so many countries they started with violence started with genocide um america was like that canada was like that i don't know anything about the history of australia um and you know we just kind of have to recognize our past because our future is defined by our past so so many of you listening now from all around the world so Remember where you're from and really respect your country and don't don't hate on it because of past things and remembering future things can change. So let's go on to a lighter note. Let's jump onto this. When did you discover Yes Theory? Because this is a question I wanna I kinda wanna ask every guest that comes onto the show. Because there must have been some origin of how you stumbled or there must be a story of how you stumbled onto their channel. My story kind of, I told my story last week and it was basically, oh, hi, I found this on YouTube. And then Jay's story was much better. He was sitting for, what was it? A, a golden retreat? I was dog sitting. He was dog sitting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, but we want to hear your story. What, what was it, Olivia? What, do you know the date? Yeah, too? it was because... November 2017. Um, and um, yeah, so I went to, I went downtown with my best friend to support her brother, who was uh, p- performing at an open mic night with his music. And um, my friend basically said, uh, you, have to, you have to get up on the stage and sing. Because uh, I, I like to sing, but not in public. <laughs> um, and yeah, so I remember being very, very scared and saying, I can't do it. Like, there's no way I can get up in front of all these people and like make myself vulnerable like that um but my friend said uh there's this channel on youtube called yes theory and they basically seek discomfort this is what they do and they sort of face their fears in in sort of a way so she basically told me about them and and just hearing about what they did um like it inspired me so i got up on the stage sang a song and then when I got home that night, I started binge watching all the Yes Theory videos. 
is awesome. That's awesome. Do you remember the very first video you watched? I, I, I'm pretty sure it was when Thomas and Matt put on their, their little vests and they try to get into places for free, like the movie theater. Oh, those are the best ones. This is so <laughs> ridiculous. Do we look legit? What would an electrician do? Always think like that. You gotta be an electrician in your mind. <laughs> We're nearly done. Show's nearly over. So is there anything you want to share with the Yes fam? Is there any message you want to share with them? Is there anything you want to do? You want to reach out to them? Say, the floor is yours now to say anything you want directly at the Yes yeah. fam listening. Oh, jeez. <laughs> this is a lot of power. Um, so much power. But, yeah. Um, since we talked about like facing fears today, I'm really going to actively look forward to sort of, I guess, finding baby birds and exposing yes, myself to please. them. <laughs> um, so I want the Yes fam to sort of look to themselves to find their fears and... Um, find little, little ways to sort of break down those self-made barriers for yourself. Because um, I think it could be easy to sort of do. I don't know about you guys. Um, that makes sense, yeah. Yeah, also, um, there's a new movie coming out called Shark Water Extinction. Um, and I think you guys should watch it. I think you guys might like it, like, from the yes Bam, you guys seem like cool people in general. Um, I just looked it up. It looks awesome. Just the pictures and everything. Yeah. So it's. <laughs> is it? Is it a Sharknado spinoff? No, or? no, no. It's a documentary. It's a documentary, but it, it's yeah. Is it about like extinction and endangered animals yeah. and conservation? Okay, that's something I could definitely get into. Oh yeah, I think you should. <laughs> um, yeah, so it just exposes everything, and I think this what this uh, movie. I think it's a third movie um, that uh, Rob Stewart has made. He actually just passed away in a dive um, experience, oh. so that was very hard for me because he's someone I look up to, but. Um, this third movie should. Is he Canadian? Yes, Canadian. Yeah, oh, I actually cool. went to his funeral. Um, but yeah, oh, wow. so basically, I I believe this uh, movie is going to be about the makeup industry and just industries we use um, on a daily basis and how they. You might not know they're using shark fin products or um, products that are using or exploiting endangered species, but they are. And uh, you can just learn about that. That's really interesting. I look forward to watching it. I would definitely be watching that. Okay, so that is pretty much us done for today. But ah, let's set the challenge for this week, though. And as Olivia said, I think she set the challenge already, pretty much. I want you guys to seek fears. Go out there and face a fear that you haven't faced before. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. Okay, so, Olivia, thank you so much for coming onto the show. Thank you very much for being the very first guest on the show. Yeah, Olivia, you are a star. You oh, are stop. a star. <laughs> so, thank you guys for having me. I'm, it's an honor to be the first guest, and I look forward to what you guys come up with next, and I'm excited to see the future of this podcast. Awesome. 
If you guys listening want to be part of the show, be sure to message in on the YesFam or join the podcast chess, the podcast guest group chat. So that is us pretty much done. Thanks for listening. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Wait a minute. Hear this. The Discomfort Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Discomfort Podcast. Be sure to come back next week for more exclusives and be sure to sign up to the YesFam Facebook page. Hear this. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Seek discomfort.